Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. truth in the scripture that we are constantly reminded of because of the life that we live as people of God and that is that many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers you out of them all no matter how long you have been with God no matter how holy you have lived your life there is coming a trying of your faith that will cause you to have to Prove your love for God, your commitment to him and your faith in his word. We are looking at the book of Job, looking at one of the most righteous servants in the entire scripture, one that God himself stops everything to give testimony of. God himself recommends Job for the trials and the afflictions that we read about in the book of Job. God himself puts his word on the line that Job will remain faithful, will endure the testing, and will come forth when he has been tried in the fire. I know you don't believe it, but God has given the same testimony over your life that he knows what he has put in you. And he knows that when you have been tried in the fire of affliction, you will stand the test of time. It looks like you're weltering. It looks like you're faltering. It looks like you're on the verge of quitting and giving up. But God knows something about you that you don't even know about yourself. And that is the deposit he put in you, the protection he has around you, and the way that he will deliver you. You and I don't know it. There's so many things that you and I do not know. We speak without knowledge. We darken counsel without wisdom. But God knows all things, and he knows the way that you take. Because it is he that has designed the steps of the righteous. And you are walking in the preordained plan that God has laid out for your life. So let's talk. Talk about that this morning. The Lord knows the way that I take. I know you've got a plan for next week. I know you've got a five-year plan. I know you've got a long-term plan. I know you've mapped out your retirement and you've 
planned next vacation, but you don't know what tomorrow holds. The truth be told, you don't know what's going to happen an hour from now. You know what you have planned to happen, but you don't know what's going to happen because there are elements beyond your control that interrupt your life and you can't do a darn thing about it. But the Lord knows the way that you take and there is nothing that happens in your life that catches God by surprise. So let's look at the life of Job and look at the life lesson that all of us can be reminded of on a daily basis to apply to our own lives to get victory over the dilemma that we find ourselves faced with. In Job chapter 23, beginning at verse number eight, you know the story of Job. Job is one of the wealthiest men in his day. He is an upright man. He hates evil. He loves God. He loves his family. He does right by the poor. He honors the elderly. Young men love him. Old men love him. They seek out his counsel and his wisdom. He is a godly and an upright man, and he has wealth. He's one that defies the odds. The Bible says scarcely would a rich man make it into heaven. Job is one of the ones who makes it in, even though he's one of the wealthiest men of his day. He defies the odds. He's a godly, wealthy man. He doesn't put his trust in his riches, but he puts his trust in his God. And we find in the book of Job that trouble has come to reside in his house, but it didn't just happen upon him. It didn't just find him as trouble was walking down the street. But the Bible says when the sons of God came together before the throne of God, Satan came as well. And God asked Satan, what have you been doing? And Satan says, I'm just walking around looking for someone to bother. And God says, have you thought about trying my servant Job? I mean, you know, there's sometimes you want to be recommended for things, but this is not really one you want your name to be popping up for. You don't want to be on the mind of God when it comes to recommending you for the furnace of affliction, the afflictions of life, the troubles that the enemy can bring upon you. But God recommended Job. You think the devil just walked up in your life and having his way in your life and causing catastrophe in your life and doing what he wants in your life. That is not so for the people of God. The enemy can only do what the Lord allows him to do. You hear the response of the devil when God says, have you considered my servant Job? The devil says, I have considered him, but I can't do a thing to him because you have a fortified a hedge around him and I can't get through. I tried to get through. I want to get through, but I can't get through the protection you have around the man of God. You need to stop right there. Consider that. File that in your heart and remember that, that the enemy cannot get through the hedge of protection that God has placed around the righteous. But there are days when God says, okay, I I will remove the hedge enough for you to try him, but there are certain limits to the testing at which you can do because God knew something that Job didn't know. God knew something that the enemy didn't know. God knows something that no one else knows. And what he knows about you is that when you come forth after the trying of your faith, that you will be proven to honor him with 
with your life. It looks dark today. It looks hopeless today. It looks like you're not going to pass the test today, but God's word is on the line and he guards his word to perform it. Even if the enemy has you down on the mat and is counting you out, you better believe that if God put his word on the line, help is on its way. God's going to come and rescue you. Job has been tested and tried and is going through the furnace of affliction. You know, the thing that I love about Job is his response to it all. It just gives me hope and gives me courage to stand in the face of affliction. What Job said when he was going through it all in Job chapter 23, he said, even today, I am bitter and I would like to complain. I have a legitimate complaint. He says, but I can't seem to find God to plead my case before him. In verse number three, oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I would come before his seat. I would order my calls before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would know the words which he would answer and understand what he would say unto me. And then in verse eight, he says, I go forward, but God is not there. I go backward, but I cannot perceive him on the left hand where he does work, but I can't behold him. He hides himself on the right that I cannot see him. And verse 10, but God knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. There is something you just got to know. The Lord knows the way that you take and he is trying you. Job was in trouble. Trouble was truly on every side. He was facing difficulty, feeling overwhelmed. The path of sorrows have been trod by millions of holy feet. You are not the first one who could sit down and say that you have been in the furnace of affliction. You are not the first one to be tried even though you've lived righteous. You are not the first one to wonder where is God. You are not the first one that feels forsaken, but none have ever been forsaken. In the time of affliction and trouble, Job had one desire, and that was that he might find God. And I pray to God that it be our desire when we are faced with affliction and dealing with life's issues, our desire should be to run to the cross of Christ to get to God. He said, oh, that I knew where I might find him. I'm looking for him. Think about the Shunammite woman in the book of Solomon running to and fro down the street, asking everyone she met, have you seen him? I'm looking for he whom my soul loveth. I just need to come before the God of gods and the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the redeemer of my soul, the source of my life. Oh, that I knew where I might find him. I'm looking for him. Have you seen him? Have you seen him whom my soul loveth? I'm in trouble and he's the only one that can get me out. I need to find the Lord. Have you seen him? No matter what my plight in life, my desire is still for God. Thank God for friends, but the one I long for is God. He is the source of my strength and the strength of my life. Oh, that I might find him. 
Job was an upright man. He was a godly man. He was one who pleased God, who honored God with his substance. He did everything he was commanded to do. He was a good man. He was one that God himself testified. You know, sometimes you go for a job and they want to know, do you have a reference witness? Is there someone that can vouch for your character? Think about it. God was his character witness. He said, have you considered my servant, Joe? First of all, he is my servant. And God said, there is none like him in all of the earth. He is a perfect and an upright man. He fears me and he hates evil. This is God testifying about Job. I wonder, could God say the same about you and I? God is the character witness of Job. He's standing in good company. God is vouching for him. God is putting his word on the line for Job. God is banking all of creation and heaven on Job's ability to stand. You say, how can I say that? Because he said, if his word fails to come to pass, then heaven and earth would be destroyed. But we know that he guards his word to perform it. His word was on the line that Job would not curse him. And so when he put his word out there, all of creation was relying upon the fulfillment of that word. If Job were to fail, the word of God would be proven untrue. You don't think you can handle the furnace of affliction. When God makes a promise above your head that you will not fall, that you will not fail, then all of creation, the entire world, rests upon the fulfillment of God's word being true. So the world is resting upon your shoulders. You don't think you can handle this little thing. Little did you know the whole world is resting upon your shoulders. But don't worry, it's not your strength that's carrying the world. It's the power of the word of God that carries the world and he guards his word to perform it. He will bring it to pass. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he will make it good. The word of God is infallible and it has gone forth over your life. You don't have a choice but to overcome this affliction because the word of God has been spoken over your life. It will not, it cannot return to him unfulfilled. It's gone out pregnant. It's gone out full of potential and it will do what he sent it forth to do. God has testified about you that you can handle this affliction, that you will make it through this fire, that you will come forth as gold. So Job is going through the affliction, suffering what he thinks is the abandonment of God. It's one thing to go through, but it's another thing to go through without God. I mean, that is the one thing that you want is to know that when I'm going through, I can go to the throne of grace and find help in time of trouble. Now, if that help is not there, if that throne forsakes me, then what am I to do? But I thank God that Job's first response was not to complain. It was not to feel bitter, but it was to find God. He said, though he slay me, I don't understand what I'm going through. So I'm attributing it to God. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. 
I'm going to trust him even if it is because of him that I'm going through. I'm going to trust him even if I don't understand the way that he takes me. I'm going to trust him no matter what my plight, my desire is still for my God. The absence of God's presence was what was more disturbing. This is the God who knows all, sees all, has all power in his hand. The only one that can fix my life, right my wrong, heal my hurt, explain these issues. And right when I need him the most, I cannot find him. But the Lord knows the way that I take. And when he gets done trying me, even though I don't understand it, even though I don't agree with it, I'm going to keep my trust centered in him and trust that when it is all over, God shall bring me forth as gold. I can't find him. I'm looking for him. I'm distressed over this, but my trust remains in the unequivocal power of an infallible God. It does lead me to more distress. It is troubling that I cannot find him. It's not the time that I want to experience a dearth of his presence, but I am going to continue in the things that I know about God, even though I can't explain this, even though I don't like this, even though I cannot find God, I must trust that he knows the way that I take. When I don't know God's way, my faith is in the fact that he knows mine. The Lord knows the way that I take. God's plan for Job, just like his plan for you and his plan for me, was intentional. This didn't just happen upon Job. Job didn't just walk down the street and get hit by affliction. But this was the intentional, preordained plan of God. The day came when the sons of God were in the presence of God and Satan came with them. And it was God that recommended his servant Job. And the good news is when God recommends you, your victory is guaranteed. Your coming out is a done deal because as I said, the power of God's word is on the line. You must come forth or the word of God has failed to fulfill its intended purpose. And we know that God cannot lie. It's not that he does not lie. It's not that he does not fail. It's that he cannot lie and he cannot fail. He is the essence of perfection and everything he said will come to pass in your life. He's given you a promise, but because time has elapsed, you have given up on the promise that he has given to you. I'm telling you, go back and read the vision. Go back and remind yourself of the prophecy. Pick up the journal that you wrote it in and be reminded of what God has promised you and know that he will do what he said he would do. His word is true. He guards it to perform it in your life. There is nothing that God cannot do. There is no power that can prevent God from working in your life. If God promised you, it is a done deal. You can bank on it. You can rest upon it. 
even when God cannot be seen or felt, your faith must say that he is still with me. The Lord is with me. He knows the way that I take. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord will never leave me nor forsake me. He has never abandoned me. He has never left me without hope. So what I want to remind you of today is you don't have to worry. You don't have to sulk in depression. God sees. He sees what you're going through. He is willing and able and ready to bring you forth. This that you are going through is not a surprise to God. It didn't pop up in your life and catch God by surprise. What you and I need to do is just get out of the way and let God have his way. Trust that God. God knows what is best for you. I've got questions. I don't understand it. I'm perplexed by it. But my faith in God says that he will do what he said he would do. And he knows what is best for me. Get out of the way and let God have his way. Because this did not catch God by surprise. Don't you worry. You don't have. cares on him because he loves you and he knows what is best for you. When this test has run its course, when the plan of God has been perfected in your life, you will be a testament to the power of God and you will prove once again that the word of God is true, that God is exalted, that his enemy is defeated and no power on earth, below the earth or above the earth can defeat the plan of God in your life. You just need to get out of the way and let God have his way. And just know it caught you by surprise. It came out of left field for you, but this did not 
catch God by surprise. The Lord knows the way that I take. It is intentional. The way that God takes me is intentional. We need to remember that we should never judge a man's character by his condition. The best of men may have the most sufferings while the worst of men may have prosperity in all things. Some think that gain is godliness. The Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. And you need to run from those, withdraw yourself from anyone who is going around acting like the more a person has, the more favor they have with God. That is just not true. Just remember the Lord knows the way that you take. He has set the direction of your life. We spend a lot of our life looking for direction, trying to figure out the way that we should go. But God is the one who directs your steps. And you need to rest in the assurance that the direction that he leads you is the way that you should go. It looked like Israel came out of Egypt and then went into a wilderness. And it looked like to you and I that that was not a good plan. But the Lord led them that way on purpose that he might prove what was in their heart whether they would serve God because they loved him or were they only serving God for the bread and the fishes and the loaves God is leading you the way that he's leading you for a purpose and with an intent in mind and even if you don't understand the purpose and even if the intention is not clear to you know that the way that God leads you is intentional where he leads me I will follow. I'll go with him all the way. Even when I don't understand it, I can't explain it. Even if I don't agree with it, I'm going to surrender to the will and the plan of God and trust that God knows what is best for me. He knows the way that I take. And when you keep on following after God, there's going to be some hard knocks. There's going to be some difficult days. There might even be some feeling of abandonment, feeling like God has for Taking you, But the truth is rest on his word and know that he is with you always, even to the end of the world. And he has never left you nor forsaken you, even when it feels like you can't find him and feels like he's not present. God is ever present. He's always with you and he has never abandoned you or left you without hope. He has an army around you to protect you and to shield you and to bear you up and to make sure that the enemy doesn't sneak in an uppercut, doesn't get the upper hand, doesn't defeat you while you're not looking, doesn't overwhelm you when you're asleep. God is watching over your life, protecting you, shielding you, keeping you, and making sure that his word over you comes to pass. And what is his word over you? His word over you is that you are more than a conqueror through Christ. His word over you is that many might be your afflictions, but you're coming out of every one of them. His word over you is that you can rest assured. You can't understand it. You can't explain it. You might not even agree with it, but your faith doesn't have to agree with his word. Your faith has to believe in his word. The Lord knows the way that you take. Dear God, we thank you that your way in our life is intentional. We thank you, God, that nothing has just caught us by surprise. We thank you, dear God, that even when we don't feel your presence and even when it feels like we can't find you, dear God, 
in that secret place, we know that you know the way that we take. So dear God, forgive us if we have complained along the journey. Forgive us if we have doubted your providence and doubted and questioned your faithfulness. May we finish this day, God, with a praise in our heart, with worship upon our lips, glorifying the God of our salvation. You do all things well, dear God, and nothing has caught you by surprise. In the blessed, glorious, holy, matchless, wonderful, magnificent name of the only wise God, our Savior, we lift this prayer in Jesus' name. We thank you, dear God. You know the way that we take. Amen. We thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.